Welcome to the Hell Has an Exit podcast with host Teddy Tarantino. New episodes every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget to subscribe. All right. Hey, welcome to Hell Has an Exit. I'm your host, Teddy Tarantino. Um, today, I have my good friend, long time. Uh, known each other probably like, what, 10 years? Yeah, longer probably than that. Longer than 10 years? Yeah, back in 2000, let's say... 10 so let's do a proper introduction ryan o broward county broward county legend what's up bro what's up how are you i appreciate it. you're the i think you're the only guest who's done this twice am i yeah wow you were originally episode nine so if you guys want to hear ryan o's full entire story you go to episode nine um one of the closest people in my life i love you um i believe in you i trust you good dude seeing you go from uh you know, hopeless, drug addict to uh, having, what do you have, five years now? Four years and nine months and three days. Wow. Yeah. Four years, nine months, and three days. Yeah. It means a lot to me. I count. Do you really count every day or you just count sometimes? I know. Mean, uh, I, 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 the month, you know, I know on okay. the first of every month I have a certain, certain amount, you know? Okay. It's important to me, you know? Very important. It's everything to me. My clean time is everything to me. Won't get up, won't give it up for nothing. Yeah, bro, it has to be. Where are you from? Cooper City, Florida. Ooh. Broward County. Broward County. 954. Born and raised. Born and raised here and got clean here. Mm-hmm. Ran through every single hood around here. Yeah, what was growing up like for you? Growing up was cool. Um, good childhood, you know. Uh, parents, you know, middle class. You know, I, I can't complain. I didn't have any excuse um, other than... That I was just an addict, you know, yeah. born with this disease. Played sports, ran ran outside in the streets. You I know? heard you were slow. No, 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 no. You were fast. Yeah. What'd you do the always 40? always? What'd you do the forty in? Four three nine. Is that fast? Oh, Very fast. That's know. NFL. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh yeah, you it's like so? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill runs like a four two. Wow. Yeah. You were always into sports, huh? Yeah, sports sports was my addiction growing up. That was my thing, my adrenaline rush, uh-huh. you know. Um, when I wasn't playing sports at night, I was throwing rocks at, you know, the police, throwing eggs <laughs> at the cops, running, you know, doing stuff for for that rush. That was my first addiction, that rush. Yeah. What, um, when did you start using? Why do you think you started using? Um, friends, you know, well, using, I mean, obviously, you know, drinking 12 years old, you know, hanging out with the friends, trying alcohol, um, just kind of grew up around it. Where I'm from, everyone, yeah. everyone at a young age was either smoking weed, drinking something, trying it. You know, mm. I just latched, I latched onto it. When know? I tell um, when I tell people about like my childhood, they think I like grew up in like the hood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when I tell people about like like oh, because I was at I was at the Drake concert, and I ran into my boy who I grew up with, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's my close friend. Um, I was like, you know, he's doing really good now, but. He he shot up a car and he did like ten years in prison. I think he killed somebody. I think like I don't know if the kid died or he lived. And she's just like, oh my god, da da da. da. And then like, there's a lot of stories like that. Like, oh, this is my other friend. He had like an attempted murder charge or whatever. You know, and like, oh, my friend just died of overdose. And then I took her to like my parents' house. And she just said, I would have thought you grew up like in Overtown or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? But no, where we're from, you know, there's a lot of money, uh, a lot of drugs. So a lot of money, a lot of money and drugs. Yeah, it kind of doesn't matter because you end up in the hood anyways. Yeah, yeah. So it's like even if you come from like a, the suburbs of like Davie or Cooper City or whatever, 
the, the, there was kids that lived in million dollar homes that were way worse than some of the kids who lived in like a trailer park or something. Like oh, yeah. there was just kids. We were just like grew up fucked up. Yeah, drug infested, pill capital of the world at one point. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Broward County had uh, more pain clinics than McDonald's for a long time. Man. Yeah, a little out of control. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had a good childhood, played sports. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't really complain. Uh, when I stopped playing sports, um. When I finished my my senior year of football, um, you know, I started trying cocaine, you know, while I'm drinking, partying, mm-hmm. and I can remember there was like a group of friends that we, I played sports with that you know were tight with maybe like ten of us, and I can remember we do cocaine on the weekends like a little bit or whatever, and I can remember them like being able to put the bag away or just do one bump or whatever and go to sleep or, and I can remember myself, you know, trying to steal it from them, trying to get it, you know, not understanding how they could put like half a bag in their in their pocket and go to sleep, mm-hmm. you know. And it'd be like three days later, and they're like, "Yeah, Ryan, I used to have friends who are like, oh, 'I'm gonna save this for tomorrow.' Yeah, they're like, Ryan, the party ended three days ago. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you still up? You know?" And I just thought I was a rock star. I just went hard, you know. Uh, in sports, I went hard. Anything I did, I, I just take it to an extreme, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but like, I, looking back at it now, I could see, you know, it was a it was an issue, you know, and it was every weekend doing that. So, you know, and then after that, um, my, my, uh, and I tell a story. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so I was on, one time I was on Xanax mm-hmm. drinking and, um, you know, I was with a girl and I lost, oh, you know, when you're on Xanax, you just black out, you lose everything. And steal everything. Steal everything. And, and so I stole my dad, I was with a girl, I guess we, we hooked up, we had sex for a few hours, whatever. It was like four in the morning, she needed a ride home, she lived down the street. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, I, I, I couldn't find the keys to my car, so I took my dad's, like, new Acura TL. At the time, it was, like, a real nice car, you know? Yeah, the Ac- when the Acura TL came out, it was a fire-ass yeah, car. Yeah. That shit was so sick. So, so I wasn't allowed to drive it ever. I wasn't even allowed uh, to touch it, nothing, you know? Yeah, my sister dated a guy who had one, and it was, like, <laughs> yeah. the sickest shit. Sickest, right? So I snatched the keys at, like, 4 in the morning, Yeah. and I took her home. And uh, supposedly, when I was driving back home, I guess I turned down my street. I live on a cul-de-sac, and I fell asleep at the wheel, mm-hmm. maybe going, like, 30, 40. And I woke up to hitting a palm tree in my front yard, and I was airborne. And boom, I crashed into my house. Boom, like a real serious impact. Airbags hit. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't understand what was going on. Uh, I thought the car was going to blow up. I can't get out the pass the, the, the driver's side door. Did your dad let you drive it? No, took it? no, no. I stole it. it. I was yeah. fucking zannied out. And so, and then I climb out the, 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 the passenger side, and my dad's standing right there. He's just shaking his head. The whole landscaping, the front yard, uh, just a fucking indent in the house. Mm-hmm. And, um, I could curse in here? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's an indent in the house, and my dad just shook his head, and I went to sleep. I threw him the keys, mm-hmm. and I went right to sleep. My dad just couldn't believe it, you know? I went right, right to bed, and I woke up, and I was like, that was a bad dream. You know, when you mm-hmm. wake up, you can't, like, you don't know if it's bits real. and pieces, yeah, and I was like, no way, that didn't hap- that happen, you know? And I went, and I saw that, and my dad just, he, he said, you know what, you know, some sent me off to school. I went to University of Central mm-hmm. Florida. Um, I had someone cheat and do the SAT for me. Oh, really? Between, yeah, I guess it's live now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone cheated, and uh, they did the SAT for me, uh-huh. so I got, like, a bright future scholarship. I had, like, a B. Girls yeah. were, like, I was cheating in school. Girls were, like, telling me the answers, mm-hmm. and so they cheated on the SAT, and I went to University of Central Florida on, like, a, a half scholarship or mm-hmm. 75% paid yeah. for, you know? 
So anyways, I went there and when I got there, I was just not playing sports and I was just kicking in doors, frat houses, robbing dope boys, you know, just out of control. And Orlando is different than South Florida. Mm-hmm. Nothing against people in Orlando, but like down here in South Florida, we're just different. We have fades. I'm wearing like Miami Heat jerseys, you know, like mm-hmm. the kids over there, are like surfer and like, you know, it was just different, different atmosphere. And mm-hmm. we were just trying to take advantage of them and rob them and just, like, it, it was bad. And, um. So then I, I I got I ended up coming back home and uh, that's when the pills the pill I got introduced to the oxy's oxy thirty. Were you addicted to cocaine at that point, or were you just still just like fucking with it? I wouldn't say addicted, but I loved it. You, you know what it. I mean? Yeah. yeah, you know, I drink and do it. But and the pills were like the real downfall. No, they're all down. It was all, all like down, yeah, I, I'm yeah. like a so the, my my they said oh what is your drug of choice you know like me it's like more. You know, and it, I was more of a speedballer. Mm-hmm. If I was doing coke, I had to have something to keep me down. Like, I, I, my thing was like, you gotta uh, have lending gear. Coke and blues, like mm-hmm. oxys or heroin and crack or whatever, whatever you know, whatever that combo is, uh, suboxone and mm-hmm. fucking uh, meth or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I came back and uh, I got introduced to oxy thirty, and I remember someone giving me the thirty, and I took like a half for the first time, like taking, and I threw up, you know, mm. and I wanted to do more, yeah. you know. When you throw up, you feel good after. Yeah, I threw up, and I was like, wow, you know, I was fucked up for, like, the whole 24 hours, itching mm-hmm. and shit, you know? And I wanted to do more, and then, like, I got introduced to the paint. And, like, I grew up with people that, like, sold sold the blues or, you know, mm-hmm. I grew up looking up to the older cats in the neighborhood that sold the drugs, and, like, they, they, they respected me because I was really good at sports. I was mm-hmm. known, uh, you know, not like a tough guy, but, like, I was known where I'm from, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, they put me on and started teaching me all, like, the bad ways of making money and, and going to these doctors and sponsoring people. And um, I was taking girls, bringing girls to the doctor, to the clinic that didn't even do the blues and just mm-hmm. taking their scripts or whatever, you know. And um, it just spiraled out of control. Um, you know, I can remember being uh, 19, 20. You know, mom kicked me out the house at like 18. When I came back, mom kicked me out the house. I mean, I was just living on my boy's couch, mm-hmm. just just selling, selling. And, and, and I got addicted too, to, to, to go back a little bit. I got addicted to like selling, like in, in school when I was 16. Um, I was really popular. I was the best per- person on the football team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Fastest in the entire school, most athletic in the school. You know, like I, I got the girls, all that. You know what I mean? I kind of like, I stuck up for kids too that would mm-hmm. get bullied, you know? Like, so people really fuck with me. Yeah. You know, the the, the the dorks fuck with me, the fucking athletes fuck with me, the gangsters fuck with me, everyone fuck with me, you know what I mean? And uh, I treated everyone good, they all, they all, so I used that to my advantage mm-hmm. at like 16 and I was selling weed and I had the entire school coming and buying weed off me. I mean, the entire school. And I was like, I had a burner phone, you know, and I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was like a real dope boy, but I mean, I was really making decent money, you know, every day, people pulling up, pulling up, pulling up, mm-hmm. literally like 15 people a day, I swear to God. And um, I had a partner that would help me out when I was busy. He was taking care of it, you know. And, um, you know, my mom caught my burner. She found my pounds, you know. Just kicked me out of the house. And then I was selling coke. And then I was selling blues. And then I was selling this. I was selling steroids. I was selling anything, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And it just spiraled out. I was selling coke real bad. And I was using my own supply, too. I wasn't like, yeah, I made money. I got addicted to that fast money. Trust me, I made money. But I also Mm -hmm. used a lot of my supply, you know. And, um... So I can remember uh, being like living at my, my homeboy's house who's older and he was selling coke and had girls and he's it's just, it's just wild, you know? He's a big dope boy too. Mm-hmm. And I can remember uh, doing coke and wanting to wanting to like sell more, you know, to get more coke or something. It was at a point and, and I remember it was a sting operation. I had two ounces of coke on me. I went to go meet up with someone. It was my uh, a friend of a, f- a friend's brother or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it was a sting operation, and uh, he and I was high on coke, you know. When I was using, it, I remember thinking like stuff like this was made up, like that never happened. You know what I mean? Because like until it starts happening, you just think that like. Like you're paranoid. Well, well, I remember thinking like, well, the cops ain't really looking for us. You know what I mean? Like with two ounces of coke, but they are. But they are. Oh, they were. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they were looking for me. Like I'm gonna tell you what happened. So when, so I uh-huh. went to go meet the dude, and he's like, meet me behind a Publix. And I've done a lot of drug deals at this point. I'm 20, mm-hmm. and I've probably done thousands. You know? And I'm like, meet him behind a Publix. I was like, something ain't right. And I'm high on coke. And mm-hmm. he's like, what kind of car are you in? And I had told him what car I was in. I was like, well, fuck, you just told him what car you're in. You know? Mm-hmm. So I busted a Yui, and I was leaving, and I was like, at the Burger King down the street. And he's like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in the Burger King over here. And then I was like, you know, I gotta get out of here. Something mm-hmm. ain't right. You know? So as I'm leaving, I could literally look in my rear view I, I saw in my rear view mirror and you know you're paranoid you think that cops are behind Everywhere. you well, cops are really behind me you mm-hmm. know and they were probably like i'd say maybe um, a football field behind me mm-hmm. you know and there was no other cars back and i could see two undercovers flying up on me and a bso you know mm-hmm. like behind them it was two undercovers on um, our cars and a, and a bso behind them they're mm-hmm. flying up on me in Pembroke pines and i was supposed to meet them in cooper city but it was right at the border i'm in pines mm-hmm. And uh, they pulled me over, and they they were like, "Aha!" They're like, "Ah, oh, what's up, man? What are you doing?" You know? They're like, uh, and they're like, what, "What you got on you? What you going?" You know? And they're like, "Oh, we got you now. Mm-hmm. We've been looking for you. We got you now. You know? And get out the car. You know?" And I had the ounces of coke, thousand cash, and I and I went in for trafficking cocaine, and my boy bailed me out that I was living with. You know? He flushed all the dope, thinking that they're gonna raid him mm-hmm. and shit. And um, I can remember my my parents telling me. Like, so my parents got involved, they heard about it, and they, and they got an attorney for me, that friend, a, a, a friend that was an attorney, good good attorney. Mm-hmm. And the attorney was like, listen, I think uh, you should go to rehab, you know? Um, it's probably a good idea, man. You're a little out of control, you know? And I was like, rehab? Rehab's for fucking junkies. Like, rehab? What are you talking mm-hmm. about rehab? I'm going to go to rehab, man. Ain't no junkie. And he's like, it'll look good for your court case. And we said it'll look good for you. He's like, you're facing trafficking, you know? We get mm-hmm. you like a wild sentence, a youthful offender, first-time offender. So I was like, all right. Uh, I'm there. I went to rehab, and uh, they brought me to my first meeting. I said, this, this shit's a cult, Brian. You know, I was <laughs> like, this shit is, these 12 steps on the wall, people are trying to hug you, they're drinking coffee, they're looking weird. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, mm-hmm. this 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 ain't for me. This is weird. These people are weird, you know? Corny. Corny. All this shit's fucking weird. And um, so anyways, I can remember even turning 21 in, in rehab. My first mm-hmm. treatment center, I turned 21. They made a cake for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, what are you telling me? I can't ever drink again? I'm not even 21 yet. What are you talking about? You know? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you can't even drink, you know? So I, was, I wasn't sold. I went to halfway, and sure, you're in the halfway. Like, oh, let's go get... F-. Also, they put me on a six-month uh, six months on an ankle monitor mm-hmm. when I got out of the treatment center and five years felony probation. And I'm in a halfway house. And no jail time. No jail time. It was your first time offender. Yeah, yeah. I was wild. I was under 21, you know, good attorney, went to treatment, drug addiction. They mm-hmm. use that, you know. So um, I can remember going to the, um, I can remember getting in the halfway. And, and, and one of the dudes in the halfway I fuck with, older cat, he's like, oh, let's, let's drink, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, alcohol is really not my problem. I got to fucking drink. And I'm not even 21 yet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 21 now. I could drink, you know. So I had a drink and I ended up in Cistronk. <laughs> with cocaine on me you know and i can remember getting pulled over in cis trunk some mm. crazy shit happened in cis trunk with the dude he's putting the coke in the thing and now i used to date uh uh she probably won't listen the girl you 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 know uh-huh. jessica uh her her, her cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so anyways so i used to date this girl and uh she's a fort lauderdale police officer you uh-huh. know and so I was out on bond. No, I, no, I wasn't out on bond. I, I was on. I, I don't even know if I was on an ankle monitor at the time. Actually, when I went into the halfway house, I think I was out on bond before mm-hmm. I went to court, right? To get the ankle monitor. To get the ankle monitor. I was in the halfway right when I got out of treatment, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was out on bond, 
and I had coke on me and I'm in cis trunk and the cop came up to the door and they're like, what are you doing? I pulled over to the gas station. We have coke. You know, he's putting the coke in the fucking seats and mm-hmm. I'm like oh, f- fucking coked up, drink alcohol, drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was like three of them and I was like, you know, I don't want to say her name, you know, this girl I used to date, I, I, I dropped her name and, um, I was like, that's my ex. They're like, that ain't your ex. That's my ex. They're like, hold on, we'll be right back. Wow. They go and call her, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Wow. Yeah, and I was that's on a bond to have another charge. I would have had another, another charge coke. of cocaine charge. Yeah. yeah. So I got I so many times in my my story that I got really, really lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've committed a lot of crimes that I should be, you know, shouldn't be here. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, that happened, and uh, yeah, and then I, I, I got put on that. I was at my dad, and it just I fell back into the same shit. It wasn't sold in the program. Ended mm-hmm. up violating. They sent me to the Conti facility, um, Broward County. My first time going to jail. Uh, explain jail at Conti for people that don't know what it is. Uh, this is the county jail, Broward County County Jail. It's, uh, it's, it's a facility, one of the facilities that they have, the three facilities that they mm-hmm. have. They have the Broward Main Jail. They have the Paul Ryan they have the North Broward and they have the Conti. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after Broward Main Jail, you either get shipped. There's four of them, four county jails in Broward. So Conti's the nicest one out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So send me to a, a 90 day treatment. I thought Paul center. Ryan was. Nah. Really? It's called Paul Ryan's close. Okay. Paul Ryan and, and Conti are like very similar. Okay. You know what I mean? Very similar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh-huh. definitely better than North Broward or Main Jail. You know. Yeah. So. Um, so they sent me to the Conti, and they sent me to a 90 day. I got court ordered to a 90 day rehab in jail. Sad. Mind you, I'm like 22. No, it's, sap, it's called ATEC. Okay. Remember ATEC program? I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember. Back then, it was like, it's a, it's a 90-day SAP, you know? Yeah. So we're in there. It's a therapeutic community. I'm like, what the fuck? H&I's coming in every night and making our beds. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I can remember H&I coming in, and I, I seen the dudes in, in jail that I thought were cool, and they're taking it serious. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is for real. I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. But you have to sit in that H&I meeting every no day for 90 what. days. Yeah. yeah. So I have to sit there and listen. You can't go to your cell. So, um... I can remember getting out of jail and I had like five months clean, right? Now, this is like kind of like, you know, I love my dad and shit. And sometimes family members, they don't understand, you know, like they feel like people that don't understand addiction, they think mm-hmm. like you just got to be tough. You got People would tell me that would sell the, the blues and not do them. You got to have that military mind state, Ryan. How are you going to let this blue pill control your life? You know, and I grew up very competitive. I'm talking like super competitive. And I'm like, how can this dude do it? And I know I'm tougher than this guy and I can't. Mm-hmm. What am I less than? What am I weak? You know? And they're like, don't label yourself an addict. Don't put that label on yourself, you know? And um, so I remember getting out at five months clean, and uh, my dad threw a six-pack down. He's like, son, have a beer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dad, alcohol's a drug. I can't have a beer. He's like, you just did five months in the county jail. Have yourself a beer, man. You know? Like a real man. I think he told me like a real man could have a beer and, and, and handle himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn Again, very competitive and like alpha and like how, how am I, what am I not a real man? I can't have a fucking beer. Yeah, you feel like you're soft. Yeah, what am I soft? You know what I'm saying? I grew up fighting and that, all that stuff, tough shit, you know? So like it really fucked with me and I had that beer and I went back to the pain clinics, went back. Then I violated, went back to treatment. Mm-hmm. Then when I tell you from like the age of 20 to age of 31, I've been in treatment probably like 30 something times. Wow. Around 30, probably 20 something private facilities and the rest state-run facilities mm-hmm. i mean every i've been to so many facilities detox 15 times i've been arrested 12 times been to prison once i've been baker acting myself like five times i'll baker act myself just to get off the street you know mm-hmm. at, a, at a certain point i knew all the little licks and stuff you know 
But yeah, man, and I can remember going, and then I'm back in these meetings. I can remember people telling me, and I'm like, couldn't take the meeting serious, you know? Like, this shit's corny, you know, just for today, meeting makers, man, you know, it's so <laughs> fucking corny, you know? It still wasn't sold. Yeah. And I, and I can remember being like, listen, I, I don't shoot dope. I don't smoke crack. I'm not doing all this, you know? Like, I was doing coke and blues and smoking weed and Xanax. And they were like, yeah, that's a, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not homeless. I'm not none of that, mm-hmm. you know? I, I can't really understand. Like, maybe I have to get that bad to be able to get clean. You know, I understand. They're like, well, you keep going down this path. That's a yet. You know, all these things that like I, I saw these people doing that I, I said I would never do or whatever. These people were right. 11 years down the road, like it only got worse. And all the things I said I wouldn't be doing or other mm-hmm. things I was judging other people doing, I was doing, you know. So it's like all the shit they would say in the meetings. I thought it was corny. I didn't believe it. Um, but it's all true. It all makes sense. Like it all makes sense to me now. Why the why these they have the meetings why they have these these corny sayings why they why they have the steps why the steps are in order why they read the readings before the meeting you know what i mean like if you really pay attention to why they tell you to do h and i why they tell you to do the service why do they tell you to get a home group why they mm-hmm. tell you you know what i'm saying it all makes perfect sense like having you know the time that i have now um but yeah man my life just it, it got worse and worse brian it got really bad um they say like it only gets worse it's true mm-hmm. uh you they say you pick up where you left off and like i battle for a long time just trying to use one because i love getting high mm-hmm. i love it or just trying to be normal just trying to be normal like, i don't even yeah. want to get fucked up i don't want to go to meetings for the rest of my life like yeah. i want to be able to like drink and not even to get drunk just like have a couple of drinks have a good time. smoke a little bit of weed yeah. i still want to sell weed because i'm like like i can't sell weed you know i just wanted to yeah and like i said i grew up like how can these I battle with it I'm very competitive I'm like I'm not gonna let this drug win I'm gonna be able to do one this time and this drug's not gonna take control of me Mm -hmm. I'm gonna have more power and discipline like everyone else that I know that could do it that I know I'm tougher than I know I'm tougher than a lot of people that can handle it Mm -hmm. why can't I handle it you know you know what I'm saying so it fucked with me for a while Yeah. and uh, you know I just love getting high I just can't deal with these consequences that come along with it Mm -hmm. am I too loud? no no, that's good I get a little (laughs) um yeah, man, it was rough, and uh, it got to a point, like, girls would leave me. I'd leave the girls. It was just bad. Like, my family it got to a point where they, they were just sick and tired. They gave up on me for a long time. They just had to step away, you know? It, it was just hurting them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I just I got real bad, real bad in my addiction, you know? Um, what, what am I supposed to be talking? What else? Yeah, yeah. Flocka got Flocka came around. Yeah, a lot of people think like Flocka was fake or something. Oh no, no, no. But like Flocka in Broward, was, it was crazy. Yeah, they had a DEA Flocka unit. Yeah, like it was taken over from China. They're sending it in through the mail, and mm-hmm. that Flocka was crazy, man. I did that Flocka. I was like a superhuman. My strength. I'm walking around yelling at people. I'm mm-hmm. so strong. Like I, I keep going for days. And I get butt naked too. I take, I smoke a hit. I take a hit of Flocka. I'm fucking running around naked. Your clothes off. Oh yeah, I'm running around naked. I'm fucking. Um, Pornhub, I'm acting out of control, you know, <laughs> looking for a girl. Yeah, man, that fuck is bad. But, uh, yeah, and then crack, crack brought me to my knees, really. Crack really mm-hmm. fucking took over. Yeah. Crack cocaine is one hell of a drug. It really is. Yeah, crack cocaine, man. I've tried it all, meth, and, you know, meth is crazy, too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But that crack, man, I don't know. Um, Yeah, it's crazy how it just, like, has a hold over you because, like, whenever I would finish... I would be like, I'm never going to do this again. You really would believe it. Oh, yeah. Like, you just, you're done. It's just like, it makes no sense. Yeah. It only lasts like five seconds. It costs too much money. It's like 
all night thing towards the end you just wish you never bought it and like man i've thrown out so many crack pipes smashed them and then be looking for them the next day in the bushes or something you know and just like doing it all over again over and over and over and then the dreams and like, it's just really it really gets like attached to your psyche like you know i tell people all the time like if i think about it long enough i could taste it yeah I smell it sometimes. Do you? I've smelled yeah. it before. In, in bathrooms, I walked in. I'm like, oh, that's crack. I smell that shit. <laughs> yeah. Someone just took a blast in here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, imagine the worst is smoking crack. You see me? Yeah. The worst is smoking crack outside in, like, the woods and sweating yeah. and, like, mm-hmm. in the bushes and, like, fucking, oh, my God, outside is the worst. You're so paranoid and looking mm-hmm. around, you know? I remember I went to a meeting once and this guy was like, you know, you want to talk about having courage. Having courage was, you know, you'd be smoking crack in, like, a gas station bathroom mm-hmm. and then thinking about giving the key back to the guy mm-hmm. and it's like man that feeling of like being in the gas station sweating smoking people banging on the door yep. you just keep saying you're gonna leave after this one hit mm-hmm. you get stuck in there you get stuck in there people are, under the door. everyone's like yeah. what's going on in there yeah oh it's the worst man out being outside doing drugs is the worst i mean mm-hmm. inside yeah you have your like you know you could close them blinds and like you know have your peace and, and yeah, I'll jerk off and do whatever you want. We'll get a girl or whatever, you know. But when you're outside, it's like really tough. But yeah, I mean, it just got real bad. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, real bad. You know, robbing dope boys. Uh, not, not, not caring in the hood. Mm-hmm. Like not caring if they killed me. You know, like, like I've almost gotten killed twice, and 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 I had to tell them I'm sorry. You know, what mm-hmm. I'm saying like I'm my bad. You know, please. Mm-hmm. Um, remember being this this one dude who's like a crazy killer blood like got off death row was just whacked out and he's like he, i kept knocking on his door like five in the morning asking him for a nick you know mm-hmm. and he has a family and shit in a hotel room with his kids and his wife and, and, and his girl and he's like bro he, t- he says do not knock on my he says you knock on my door one more motherfucking time at five in the morning i'm gonna kill you you know and uh five in the morning four in the morning i'm mm-hmm. banging i'm knocking on the door having that courage talk about courage i don't do it don't do it I can't help it, you know what I'm saying? By my mom pointing a gun at me, dog, you know? <laughs> Just crazy stuff, man. Um, mm-hmm. Drug addiction. And then when did you start going to prison? Or when did you go to prison? I started going to jail. I mean, I started going to jail in and out of the county jail. I probably spent three years of my life total. I've done six months here, mm-hmm. five months here, six months again, three months here, two months here, one month here, three months here, you know? And then... Got to a point where, like, you know, my addiction got so bad. I ended up in, like, Miami. I ran through Overtown, Little Haiti. I was out, and I had warrants for my arrest. And my dad's like, listen, you turn yourself in. I called him from, like, Banyan. I'm, mm-hmm. like, against some fucking Baker Act unit mm-hmm. in, my, in, in, little, in Little Havana, you know. <laughs> I told my father, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm done. You know, I want to, you know, take it in. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I said, I said, Dad, if you put can because they never would put canteen in, you uh-huh. know? Like in the beginning they did they stopped putting canteen you know and i'd have to like hustle for my canteen and then my dad's like listen i was like dad if i turn myself in will you put a hundred dollars of canteen on my on my books at, mm-hmm. at every week if i turn myself in right now you know go get help you know trying mm-hmm. to manipulate he's like absolutely i was like no way you know so i was like all right meet me here so he picked me up met me I turn, uh, he turned me in and you know dropped me off in front of the main jail mm-hmm. turned myself in it was the first time i ever turned myself in you know and uh, I called my dad, and I'm like, Dad, you got... He goes, nah, sorry, son. Oh, wow. <laughs> he okay, don't you? He tricked me into going. It's okay. You know? And I was like, that's fucked up, you know? Wow. And uh, 
So anyways, uh, yeah. There, uh, and when you're in jail, everyone talks about prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, prison, prison, prison. It's, it's so bad. And, oh, I've been to prison. And, oh, I'm like, oh, you're so tough. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I've been to prison. They walk around with their chest out, even the little guys, you know. Mm-hmm. I've been to the chain gang, you know. Like, oh, let's see. What, so then I went to court. And the, and the prosecutor's like, uh, Ryan, the judge was tired of me. The judge has been seeing me forever. I used mm-hmm. to talk to the judge, cuffed up. Come on, come on, Yuson, uh, Michael Yuson. You know what I'm saying? If you're out there, he was, he was solid. You mm-hmm. know, he talked to me, give me chances after chance after chance, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, come on, you know, don't send, don't send me to prison this time. Let me, let me go to, I'd always try and like manipulate my way into a program or something, mm-hmm. you know? I'm really good at that. I get people to write letters and shit. And he's like, and then the prosecutor came up to me and she's like, Ryan, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't want to send you to prison. You know, where the, you know, my, my PD, my public mm-hmm. defender, the prosecutor wants to send me to prison. You score out, whatever, you know? And uh, I was like, like you squat to 14 months. Oh, 14 months? They're like, yeah, you'll have like two months time served. You'll go and do like eight or nine, you know? I was like, run that shit. Let's see what they're talking about at prison shit, you know? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not. You know, that, 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 that macho inside me, you know, I want to see what's about, you know, those guys talk about that prison, see how tough it really is, you know. <laughs> so um, I got sent to prison. I went to the Florida Reception Center and man, that shit is wild. I mean, I'm talking wild. They sent me to the reception center and um, I mean, wild, Brian, like the county jail is like pre- preschool, you know, prisons like med school. I mean, I'm talking like real like night and day. You're safe in the county jail. Mm-hmm. You're super safe. You could bump it out. You know, little fist fights. That's it. There's no stabbings, no crazy shit. And, you know, you, they're watching you at all times. You know, but that prison. So they sent me to prison, and I remember like um, I had a cellmate. His name was Murder, right? <laughs> he had lost soul tattoo on his face, gold teeth. He was from Riviera Beach. He was his old mafia, ZMF. You know, it was my celly. He was like Ryan. He was like Ryan. They swanging over there in Martin. They swang and they killing the gang, you know, it's gangland over there. And everywhere in my pod, they'd be talking about Martin, how bad Martin is. They're killing, they're stabbing. It's fucking vicious, you know. And the gang members were scared. Mm-hmm. I remember him telling me at night, man, Ryan, I hold on seven to Martin. Mm-hmm. They're killing over there, you know. Like, And he's a gang member. He's scared to go, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy, you know. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. it sounds pretty bad, you know. And, mm-hmm. and South Florida Service Center was pretty bad in itself, you know. So, like, there's probably like 100 camps in Florida. And usually when you have like five years or under, you go to work camp, which is a sweet camp, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anything over five years, you go to like a different camp, you know, there's probably like 60 other ones you could go to. Mm-hmm. There's private camps. There's like three private camps in Florida with AC, you know, there's only three. Yeah. Wow. With AC. Wow. It's two or three. It might be <coughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Every time you tell me that, it blows my mind. Yeah, the private camps. They got AC. They got dogs in there. It's like so laid back. Everyone's hanging out. It's like the county jail all mm-hmm. over again, you know. So, long story short, like, my friends kept getting shipped out, and um, I can remember, like, them not calling my name, and I'm wondering, like, why, why, why aren't you, why aren't they calling my name, you know? And, you know, everyone's going to work camp and stuff, and uh, so I remember they, they called my name, just me, you know? And I'm like, wow, just me, maybe I'm going to private camp, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, my custody isn't, isn't a high custody, you know? I like, you know, my charges weren't that serious you know grand theft autos like grand thefts and like misdemeanors Mm -hmm. you know whatever you know and um so they call my name and i get on one bus with a guy and i'm like where am i going you know and he looked at the sheet and i seen the sheet said it said martin i said come on man (laughs) you know Uh what the fuck man you're gonna send me the floor's most violent camp 
You know, what the fuck? You know, mm-hmm. the reason was why I couldn't go to work camp is because I lied and I would tell them I had seizures to get gabapentin. And not only to get gabapentin is to get bottom bunk and bottom tier. So I have bottom tier, bottom bunk. I can get to the phone the fastest. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to get on the top bunk because I have seizures, you know, mm-hmm. and they would give me meds. I'd be detoxing. They'd be giving me all kinds of seizure meds and I'd mm-hmm. be feeling like relaxed. You know, it was like my little like trick, you know, yeah. and it backfired. Oh my God. Backfired heavy because if you have seizures, you can't go to work camp. So he sent me to Florida's most violent max camp, you know? Mm And um, so I get there, man. When I get there, and 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 when I get and when like paint a picture, like what was it like when you first get there? Very bad. When I'm talking like hell. You ever been to hell? It's like hell, like demons everywhere. I'm talking hot. You get off the bus, they're yelling at you. There's like devils and shit. I'm talking people are screaming, fucking killing. I mean, it's like fucking off the chain. Mm-hmm. Like think about hell on earth. It is mm-hmm. hell on earth. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like I've been on, I've been on foot in the most vicious hoods. Tater Town, Lib- Deep Side, Shallow Side, this side, uh, Overtown, Little Haiti, uh, uh, Kai, Kai, you know, Kai City. You know, I've been I've been through every hood on foot, mm-hmm. and I'm way safer in every single foot uh, on on foot by myself. You know, I have five black dudes running up on me. You know what I'm saying? And I tell them, bro, you get away from me. I'm gonna call the, you know, Zay or whoever the dope boy is that you know, runs the, runs the hood because mm-hmm. I knew them all. You know, oh, you, oh, all right, white boy. You know, but like this is really bad. This 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 prison. And um, I could go on. I could go on for like an hour talking about prison, like everything in prison. You want to hear a little bit about it? Yeah, of course. Oh man, Florida's prison and the most violent one at at that. You know, so I get there and um, they sent me to a certain pod and I'm talking like dirty. Uh, gangland, uh, COs are fucking fucking inmates, bringing in the dope. I mean, just off the chain, people are twacking out on the uh, the twack they call it, the, mm-hmm. the whatever they fucking the Tucci, Tucci or Tucci, not Tucci, the the Tucci they call it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're twacking out on it. They're fucking not. It's like cut with fentanyl. It's like K two cut with fentanyl. They're overdosing. A dude overdosed and died. I seen him on the toilet dead. You know, like it, it's just wild in there and um. I got there and, um, you know, I remember them saying, like, stay away from the three G's, gangs, gays, and gambling, you know, and just just respect. Just don't get high either, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and just show respect. And I can kind of handle myself, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, I could see they prey on people. Like, they, they TOA'd me, test the heart. They'll, they'll TOA you. They'll check you, you know, to see, like, like I remember them coming in and, uh, you know, hey, what's up, white boy? You know, I'm hungry. You got some? And at first, I'm like, here, you had this bag of chips. You know, I'll let you slide with that. You know, like, it's just cool with me. Hey, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. Maybe you're cool. Whatever. Yeah. Come back again, asking me for fucking chips again. The next day, I said, dog, shit ain't sweet in here. You know what I'm saying? And like, oh, yeah, what's up, Cracker? You know? And I'm like, what's up, dog? Come on. I put on my set. I'm like, all right, Cracker. All right. You know? Like, they, they I fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? All mm-hmm. right, then. You know? Like, and like, they, they seen that you stand up, but they'll, they'll go prey on people. They'll, they'll, they'll see how far they could get, mm-hmm. you know, and see who they could prey on. They're fucking vicious in there. Been in the whole chain game their whole lives, you know. My pod has 60% life sentences, maybe more, mm-hmm. you know. So anyways, I get there and I remember a GD, he was cool. We were smoking cigarettes in my pod and I wasn't getting high. In prison, I didn't get high once, you know. And uh, I can remember that we're smoking cigarettes in there and I can remember um, him pulling out a plexiglass shank. And he had done nine years. He was a gangster disciple, um, white boy. And he, he's like, here, you're going to need this. This is welcome to Murder Martin. They call it Murder Martin, you know. <laughs> I was like, all right, thanks, you know. You gave me the plexiglass knife, you know. <laughs> it was crazy, like, we're, we're twisting and shit. I mean, you hit someone with mm-hmm. that. And they have it plexiglass because you can't, uh, when they, when you baton, you, right? they wand yeah. you every time you go to a child. It's a max camp. It's gated. They get there because so they can't get at each other, mm-hmm. you know. 
And uh, I can remember, uh, you know, going to the to get your job. Everyone has to get their job. Mm -hmm. Everyone has to have their own little job there in the prison. And uh, I can remember them, they're drinking bang and shit. Everyone's drinking bang. Every CEO, everyone in mm -hmm. there. And I can remember the ladies and like, there's like a probably the, the classification ladies. They classify you. There's like four of them in different offices. There's the nurses. There's the doctor. There's the psych doctor. There's the, the assistant warden. And then there's like the other, I don't know, a whole, whole other room full of ladies, you know? And I can remember the ladies like liked me, you know? They, they 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 took a like an interest in me, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, oh look at him, like a little boy toy. He's gonna be our worker, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh look at him, like showing me around. We like him. Let's. And I was like, oh my uncle owns Bang too. Like no way, you know. They found out my uncle owns Bang and they like like me, you know. And they gave me a job as like the orderly there, the medical um, mm -hmm. orderly. So I was I was able to, when you get that position in in in, in chain game. It's like a real good. The warden brought me in his office. You can you can so the work camp comes in every day mm -hmm. from work from the outside like a different and they go they go to medical there because it's like the martin work camp mm -hmm. they're not in the same prison so they'll come in and i'm the only one that can see them me and like one other guy that's working yeah. with me so they come in and they bring cigarettes they put it up their ass mm -hmm. you know they tape it up like packs and so when i go to my pod my the 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 gang members and shit were putting their teeth they're like bro white boy if you can move right you can make us money you can make money you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and um they were talking about how you got to move, you know? And I can remember the, the warden, assistant warden, bring me to his office. He says, Ryan, if I catch you doing anything in this prison, anything in this, in this, in this, I'm going to bam you and send you to Alaska in the box and make sure you never get out. I was like, sir, I would never do anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, you know? Sure enough, you know, um, they're, they're bringing in the cigarettes. And uh, in my pod, when people would go to Vizzo, they would take the, 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 the Whoever would visit them would give them $20 bills under the thing, and they, they'd eat it, mm -hmm. and they'd swallow it. The $20 bills? Correct. Uh-huh. And they'd shit it out. What? And they'd wipe it off, and he got a $20 bill. Now, so my pod, all the hustlers, all mm -hmm. the gang members um, would come to me, and i say, hey, I'm going to work. I'm going to work. Come on. Who, who, you know what I'm saying? So they know. they come to my pod, and they, whoever had cash, they give me the money. And now I'm responsible for the fucking Sergeant of the Bloods, $20, and this one, $20, mm -hmm. the GD Gangster Disciple who runs a pound, this one, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I got their money on me now, and, like, I'm responsible for it, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But, like, every pack that I brought back, I got five cigarettes for bringing mm -hmm. it back. Each cigarette cost $8, mm -hmm. eight bags of chips. So, I mean, every day I was bringing back anywhere between, like, some days none, but, like, it was days between it was, like, an average of like one to two packs a day. Sometimes four, sometimes mm -hmm. none, sometimes one. And you're talking about one pack of cigarettes? One pack of the, the, the three dollar cigarettes, like the black the the brown, like trashy homeless cigarettes, you know? What? Not yeah. like no name nah, brand? Not no name brand. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? The, because it's it's just, cheap. It's okay. cheap to get out there. It's cheap and, and because they, they rip them up and they put them in Bible paper. Mm -hmm. You smoke it in Bible paper, so like I guess it smokes better, mm -hmm. you know? It lasts longer, it's more nicotine, it hits better, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would go there, and, 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 and the lady, the CEO, I told her I would give her a job as a bang ambassador. She was mm -hmm. this fine blonde chick. She wanted to be a bang ambassador, and she liked me. She was drinking bang. She would pour mm -hmm. me bang and stuff, and I was like her worker. So she would look look away. Mm -hmm. And like they would, I'd be like, Yo, you got packs? You got packs? Like, I got packs. I got packs. Who got packs? Who got packs? I'd tell them. And like, I'd be sweeping, pretending like I'm sweeping next to them, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I got packs. I got go to the bathroom, you know? So they put the, the, the I dropped the $20 bill on the ground, and they go put the pack in, or 40 or whatever it was, how many packs they had. So they go to the bathroom and shit it out? They pulled out of their ass. Wow. 
wipe it down in the black. It's black, you know, that black fucking tight tape, you know, that duct tape, black uh-huh. duct, duct tape, whatever. And they fucking put it so tight. Four packs sometimes up a dude's ass. I don't know four how. Packs. Yeah, four, four, dude. It's like big, like a fucking this, you know? What? Yeah, it's real big. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I like the four pack shit. I'll make, uh-huh. I'll make money off of that, you yeah. know? So they put it in, in, and I put it in my sock. Or whatever, and I tell my, I tell her, hey, I gotta go back to my my, my pod. You know, I gotta go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I gotta use can. I gotta go to canteen or whatever. You know, let me go back. I right, no problem. They fuck, they fuck with me. You know, so I go back to my pod and I and I, sure enough, I tell them, come on, and they come to my cell and 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 I'd get five cigarettes off of each pack, and I got mm-hmm. addicted to. That. I was like fast money to me. It was like a little hustle, you know. That's how I got most of my tattoos. I ate good. I hung out good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hustling the hustlers. Mm-hmm. People that been there the whole lives, you know, I'm in there making money. I'm selling cigarettes now, little chubs, you know, because yeah. like, I was a cigarette man, you know, <laughs> and because um, I'm making sometimes I have more, more, more cigarettes than the people that are bringing the cash because I'm yeah. making so much off of mm-hmm. everybody, you know, and I'm like the plug, you know, and uh, so I would do that a lot. And um, and like, listen, man, it's gangland in there, like gangland. I'm talking about real gangsters, not. These gangsters on the street. I'm talking like people, these people in there, the most vicious, ruthless animals I've ever seen in my life. Like they'll they'll rape you, rape your mom in front of you and laugh about it and then stab her, you know? Mm-hmm. Like vicious animals that do not belong on the street. Like vicious, vicious people, you know? Latin Kings, LK all over their face. The 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 Aryan brothers have swastikas on their face. Swastikas on their fucking face like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Fucking the G, the, the the bloods would have stars all over their face. Um, the the fucking GDs would have pitchforks all over their face. The, mm-hmm. the, you know the the star, the six point star. As they they say that like the bloods live up under the five. Mm-hmm. You know the five and the Latin kings on, and here in Florida they live up under the five, the five point star, the five point crown, and the GDs live up under the six. The GD, I remember this little GD would come into the pod, and he'd be like, "Where my six is at? Where my six is at?" And he's throwing up the fucking his GD, the pitchforks, you know, <laughs> and they'd be like, they'd be like doing a call. And then the bloods would have like the Suwoo call or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, my bloods that Suwoo, you know, and they'd be all like screaming from wherever they're at. I mean, I'm talking like real gangland and they live and die by this shit. Yeah. Um, you told me like some of the CEOs were gang members too, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Latin King. She was mm-hmm. Latin King. Crazy. Latin the Latin Kings do whatever the fuck they want. I remember the CEO in the, in the, in the um, reception center was a Latin King. Mm-hmm. He was like, where my King's at? You know what I'm saying? She was a Latin queen. And uh, <laughs> it was crazy. And they're bringing in the drugs. And, like, so, like, um, let me get to it. So I remember one time, uh, GD, this is how they operate in there. It's very, like, um, by the rules, like, organized, organized. And uh, I can remember one time uh, this Aryan brother was getting fucking, he got robbed by a blood, right? The blood robbed him. Mm-hmm. So the Aryan brothers linked up. And then when the blood was going to Chow, they ran up on him and stabbed him and got him airlifted off the compound. They stabbed stabbed the shit out of him, you know. And um, I can remember all the bloods just ready, you know. But the bloods can't move unless there's a shot collar on every pound. Mm-hmm. And in Florida, there's a there's a main shot collar somewhere who's above them, who they have to call on the phone to get permission of, from like real serious. So shit. they gotta get permission to murder someone. Yeah. Absolutely. What? Permission to fight. So if a Latin king tries me, what? If a Latin king tries me, I can't just start sticking him. I gotta get permission from the shot caller of the compound of mm-hmm. the Latin kings. As ask him, hey, can I run a fade with him? Mm-hmm. He he tried me. Go ahead. Wow. You're allowed to bump it out. You know. 
But if I just, just but wait, if you're shooting a fade, and can they pull out a weapon, or that's like not allowed, or it don't matter, like any rules, like no, no rules. No, they're not allowed to stab. They got a fair fight. The gang, the gangs live okay, by so like fair yeah, fighting. yeah, yeah, fist fight. You know what I'm saying? They only stab you when they're like coming to like you rob someone or you do something. You really violate them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you owe them money and you try someone, they're coming and stabbing the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. Or just a non-gang member will stab somebody. If you if you murder someone in prison, what's the consequence of that? They already got life. Nothing. They go to the box. They already got life. Doesn't That's matter. It. Yeah, it doesn't They're matter. Not... Like they go, if I go to court for it, but they get away with it. And there, there's no COs. There's no cameras. No one's watching. No cameras. The COs are sleeping like this. The prison are in the yard. You have no help, Brian. So five bloods run up in your cell, and they, they want to fucking and kill you and walk kill you away. And walk away. There's nothing. Nothing you could do about it. Nothing anyone could do about. It. I don't care if you're the How baddest man on the planet. How many people do you think died like a month there? Uh, while I was there, I don't know. They got airlifted. I don't know if they lived or died. They don't yeah. talk about it. You know. But they like they, they they go off the stretcher, you know. They mm -hmm. I've seen dudes get. I'll, I'll tell you about the stabbings I've seen, you know. But like, probably a lot. But when I've been there, I mean, a lot of people got stabbed. I'd say probably when I've been there, I probably witnessed at least three. Witnessed. I mean, and then like hitting the floor and not in hearing about mm -hmm. it or whatever. I mean, probably every other day someone's getting fucking murked or something mm -hmm. stabbed or beat up. You know. I mean, it was bad in there, Brian. Um, Gangland. Every five feet you walk, when I'm going to chow, I have to move around like this because they're throwing it up. They're throwing it up to each other. They're, they're throwing up the pitchforks. So what? You got to move out the way? Yeah, they're moving out the way. They're standing there pounding each other up. You know what I'm saying? Dapping each other up. Bomb, bomb. You know? Mm -hmm. They're fucking. The Bloods have the sickest uh, uh, handshake. The Bloods <laughs> handshake. They like salute each other. They come like this and salute each other. You that's know? Crazy. I'm like, wow, this is fucking. That's mm -hmm. a tough handshake. Yeah. You know what I mean? I watch them. They're standing each other. Mm -hmm. You know? And um, you're not allowed to like. Get high, but even like the, the white and they boys, respect the people that like didn't want to join a gang. They respect, they did not respect who they did not respect is the child molesters, and they did not respect the people who got high. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, you, you you looked at really poorly. You got high, you and know? you got high, yeah. And you see people dope down and like take advantage of them, rob mm -hmm. them, like, fucking like, you know. But if you carry yourself in a, in a tough manner, you don't get high, you respect, you know, you show respect, you know. Gotcha. Um, so, anyways, uh. Yeah, I mean, I remember this one dude. He was the head of the. He was cool. His name was Beast Mode. I mean, when I talk about like Ray Lewis, tatted down from head to toe, mm -hmm. like scary head of the GDs. You know, he was just shot out crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just real, real. But he was cool with me. I was cool with them. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was, I was the one moving this from every pod. So I, I was the only one that was allowed to go. I had to pass out the medical orderly. Mm -hmm. So I had to go to every single pod when it's on lockdown or whatever, mm -hmm. and pass out the, the flyers to every single dorm. You know. And I remember going through there and like, I remember like they let me in and like, I'd bring like bleach for like one of the sergeants over there, the bloods mm -hmm. or one of the, whatever, whoever I knew or whatever, get me this. And they gave me a couple bags of chips or whatever. I'm leaving with chips on me, you know, mm -hmm. but whatever I moved her, And this one's like, throw this under, throw this under and pass this to this pod. So I'm moving the CEO's not even really why, you know, I'm moving yeah. shit. So I looked out, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't fuck with me, you know, mm -hmm. like I carried myself in a manner. I brought the, the cigarettes in. Like I was cool with everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember someone getting stabbed in the neck with a fucking piece of fence like this. So I'm walking around. I remember one time and uh, a dude had, you know, the, 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 the Cuban link, the circle fences. And I remember them, a dude getting hit in the neck right in front of me, like literally right in front of me, like two feet away. And I could see it like in his neck and his neck's twitching and shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, man, that shit don't, sometimes it don't look real, you know. Everyone hit the floor. I can remember another time in the rec yard in the Mafia, uh, ZMF. That they thought that this dude was snitching and they stabbed him from behind with a big knife in his eyeball and he's leaking and shit. Blood everywhere. It's like eyeballs coming out, you know? And um, I can remember like four bloods running up in a cell 
and just stabbing the shit, dude, screaming, you know, and they're coming out with blood all over their shirt, you know, and they're changing real quick, you know, like they got away with like a murder. Mm-hmm. I'm watching like a crime go down, you know, and wow. then COs, you know, like throw it away. And like we be smoking cigarettes in the pod, getting tattooed. I'm getting so, so my best friend in there, two of my best friends. How would they do the tattoo guns? So one of them was one of the, my best friends in there. I got real close with he was a brown pride gang. There. It was just like a Latin King set. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, 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 a Hispanic gang, brown mm-hmm. pride. And uh, he was my best friend. He was the biggest dope boy on the compound. His name was Los. He was cool as fuck, you know? He's a Cuban dude. And then my other best friend in there, he was in my pod. He was the best tattoo artist in, like, South Florida. Mm-hmm. And his name was Jay. He was doing two life sentences. He killed two people and buried them. He's from Hollywood, Florida. Mm-hmm. He was on coke, and he killed an uh, old man and a girl and buried them. Wow. And, but he's my best friend. You know what I mean? We we're cool. Like, mm-hmm. everyone in there are killers, you know? And they're, like, hanging out in my cell. We're smoking cigarettes. <laughs> you know, talking about fucking life, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um... So anyways, yeah, I'm getting tatted. They'd have like the the CD player. They break the CD player, get like the the the, the whatever it is from the CD player. Um, then they get like four batteries with nail filers. They tie it up with rubber bands. They take the 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 headphones apart. They put the battery in the, in the negative and the positive, and they and then they put take a piece of a, a like a, take the pen out, take the you know the the pen out mm-hmm. of the pen or whatever you know. And they'd uh, shave it down, and then we had, and then they cut it, and then they like they they get the soak, and they they burn it on on cans upside down with like we'd smoke cigarettes in there too with like a battery and a piece of Brillo. You put it on one side, and, and, it, and it sparks. And we take bobble paper, we rip the bobble paper out, and we mm-hmm. put the cigarettes in there. And I can remember being in prison and like thinking that God gave up on me, and like that I'm literally in hell. Mm-hmm. Talk about hell as an exit. This is hell. When I tell you, there's nothing worse than this. Hell might not even be worse than this. There's no AC in there, Brian. You're sweating all day long. You're watching people stab each other. You're with a bunch of fucking animals mm-hmm. running around killing each other. Like demons, for real. Real demons, dog. Like, scary people, you know? Like, and it's like, dude. And I'm watching them stab you. And I'm smoking cigarettes with a Bible paper, like, ripping the Bible paper. Like, God, you abandoned me. I don't care about you. This is where I belong with the demons and the devils. This is my life. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, you know? And, um... So I remember smoking cigarettes in there, getting tatted. And, and so when the COs would once in a while randomly do their rounds, like you're supposed to do it every hour. They do it like every couple hours. Uh-huh. And they'd start, they'd go real slow. And then they start coming around before they even get in the cell. People would yell, um, yellow light, yellow light, yellow light. You know what I'm saying? That they're, they're coming. Mm-hmm. Like yellow light, yellow light, you know? Then they're in the pod. Everyone would scream. I don't care who you are. You just, it's mandatory. You fucking look out for each other in that pod. Red light, red light, red light, red light. In the, wow. Right in front of the COs, you know? They don't care. They don't yeah. give a There's fuck. Red light, red do. light. That means they're in. So fuck, put out the cigarette. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, put away the tattoo gun, you know, just, just chill. You know, like we're just chilling, you know? And they wouldn't even really care. They look and they just keep it moving, you know? But just mm-hmm. in case, you know? But it was a wide open camp. I mean, other camps, like, they do their rounds, I hear. Like, it's just, like more organized. It's not like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This camp was just wide open. It was where all the, they sent the misfits and the bad mm-hmm. people from other camps. They, it's like IS. You ever did? been in internal suspension yeah. where it's like the bad kids? Yeah. Or whatever it's called. It's like ES? That. Yeah, e- IS. ES IS. Or something? Internal suspension. ESC. ESC class. Yeah. It's like the bad kids. But wait, wait. They did like a documentary on this, your boy, right? Oh, yeah. So when my boy, one of my boys in there, when uh, I was in there, he, uh, he was doing a documentary the whole time on this. And how corrupt it was, you know, like how the corrupt the COs are bringing mm-hmm. in the dope. Like my boy, so my boy Los, he was showing me at a cell phone. Like they cell phones, they get they get from the visitation, they put it mm-hmm. up their ass, 
But like I don't know, he had like a big cell phone. I, don't know how I get it. It was the biggest dope on the compound, uh-huh. you know. He had a big cell phone. He showed me flicks of the CO, this black uh-huh. CO, sending him flicks like of her ass and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then they call his name randomly, and he'd have to go to another pod, and he'd come back with an ounce of Molly. You know what I mean? And he's like, because I guess his girl was wiring the mm-hmm. CO money. The COs were bringing in the dope. You know? What did you ask me before that? Oh, the documentary. Oh yeah. So my boy in there, he was he he had a Bible. He cut a little hole in the Bible, and mm-hmm. in the rec yard, he just show everything how corrupt it was when the seals would walk by. They wouldn't even look in the cell. Uh-huh. Like how like people were just stabbing and killing each other. People were twacking out on Tucci overdosing. Mm-hmm. How just like it was just so wide open and corrupt. So like the worst like hell, Brian. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and it got leaked. He was telling me he 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 was in there doing thirty years for blues. He had like a car trafficking blues like for the second time and they gave mm-hmm. him 30 mandatory, mandatory 30. Yeah, I remember when they were handing out those crazy sentences. 30 years. This guy's like poor kid, man. He's younger, you know, he's caught 30, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Depressed and shit. Cool cat um, from like Tampa. And he was just videoing and he said, Ryan, I'm going to try to make money off this. And I guess he got leaked, you know, he leaked mm-hmm. it. And the CEO's probably whooped his ass, you know I mean? He, that, was, that was ballsy, but he mm-hmm. tried to make money off of it or whatever. He just wanted to like let everyone know what's going on. But yeah, he videoed everything, how corrupt it was, how dirty it was, mm-hmm. how corrupt. Um, it's a very very bad place Brian when you got out of prison uh, what was like the change of you like even thinking about really staying clean because when you got out you went back to using right yeah so no when I got out like when you go to prison like and oh and I've watched people like they get a lot of people in there they get they get sliced with a razor blade Mm -hmm. so when you're eating lunch they'll come and they'll slice you you know if you're a snitch or if you get x out of your gang or just stab you. So like I was, I had a lot of PTSD in there. I seen people get slit. I seen people walking around with scars on their. F- I mean, it was just so off the chain. And when I got out of prison, I still had that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, like that prison mentality. I'm watching on my back. I want to fight you. You know, like I, I just was like, not really. Uh, I don't know. I still had that mentality. I'm a four time convicted felon. I'm in halfway house again. I'm out of prison. Like poor me, victim. Fucking. Now this is just like my life. I didn't think mm-hmm. I could get recovery. I've been in and out of the rooms for 11 years trying to get it. You know, I've been to treatment so many times. I've tried to get 30 days, 60 days. I wanted to get clean, and I thought I was that hopeless addict that can never get it. Mm-hmm. Just never thought that I would be able to get clean ever. Everyone would see me. You'd see me. I'd run up to you in treatment. I'd be at bark at a mm-hmm. state-run facility. Brian, Brian, you know what would I say to you? You'd be like, yo, please tell me, tell me how to stay clean. Tell like me. I had some secret, and I was secret. just like, bro, you gotta go to meetings and get a sponsor. You'd be like, no, like there's gotta be something else. Yeah, you're holding out yeah. on me. You'd be like, should I go to uh, IRT? Should I go to treatment? I'm like, yeah, bro. You're like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. You're like, I just got a prison. Like, do I really need to go? Yeah. I'm like, bro, whatever they tell you to do, do. You'd be like, really? Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, if they tell you to fucking stay here for ten months, stay here for ten months. Yeah. If they tell you to go to halfway, go to halfway, and you'd be like. You think I should listen to them? Like, you're still like, I don't know. You thought, like, I had some secret about it. Prison, too. Um, I can remember the Aryans were trying to recruit me. Mm-hmm. They saw, see how I stood up for myself or whatever, you know? And they would have me go. And, like, you know, I'm not. See, now, you link up with your own kind. It's not necessarily that you're racist. Like, yeah, they, you know, the Zoe mafias get along with the, with the Aryans. The Aryans will get along with, you know, whatever. You just link up with your own kind. And in prison, it's 10% white, you know? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Aryans, you know? The Bloods are really the most organized. Mm-hmm. They, run the, they run the prison. So I remember the Aryan brothers bringing me into their cell, and they wanted to have a history lesson about telling me that the Aryans were Egyptians, the Aryans, they came from this and this and that. And they, and they were like, listen, we want you to, I was, they, they're like, we don't want you to join because you'd have to, you're about to get out. 
you know, and you'd have to stab someone to to join. And usually you join a gang when you have like five years or over. You got to stab someone to join? Yeah, you got to get initiated. Correct. Initiated. Okay. But it wouldn't be a random person. It would be somebody someone that they, that have, they, beef they have beef with. Correct. Okay. And so like they wanted me to join, but um, they, they, were, they knew I was about to get out, you know? Mm-hmm. Usually you join when you have five years or more, right? So... They wanted me to get out and make the white race proud, <laughs> reproduce, you know? Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I'm listening to this, you know? Like, I, I'm not racist, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, you know, all right, all right, whatever. So I can remember, um, yeah, I can remember just them. And then I can remember people, like, that had life sentences in my pod. And, like, they were like, Ryan, like, go out there and live a, li- live a good life. And then, I, then, then one time, like, someone asked me, like, when are you getting out? Like, what's your, your, your EOS date? And I tell them, and they're like, bro, don't, someone told me, don't ever repeat that. They don't want you to leave. They'll kill you. They don't want you to get out of prison. Wow. And I can remember like leaving. They're that spiteful. Yeah. And I can remember leaving prison. My mom picked me up and the CEO said, I can't believe your son made it out. Like, be grateful he made it out of here. Like, dead mm-hmm. serious. She said that to my mom, you know? And like, I, I'm thinking back, like, when I was in there, Brian, I was selling cigarettes. I was hustling the hustlers. I was selling cigarettes to people that had been living in that compound fucking their whole decades. Mm-hmm. And I'm coming in there taking over fucking hustling them. I'm making money off of them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and like making nothing out of something, making money, being able to eat good, whatever, you know, and the most violent, vicious the, 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 in hell. I made it in hell. Mm-hmm. I was all right, you know. And so like thinking to myself now, I'm getting out and I have all these connections. I have all these, you know, I have my clean. I'm clean. <laughs> I have a car. I have this. I have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I have Instagram, social media. I have this. You're going to tell me I can't take over fucking the real world mm-hmm. when I could take over in that, in that place? Oh, ain't nothing can stop me. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 can really stop me? You think about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That, that, that it didn't like I turned nothing out of something in there. You telling me I have all these like you know what's the, what's your excuse? No, I ain't no excuse. I'm gonna take over here. You know, and it's just crazy how um when I got out, you know, still like that going to these meetings and I wasn't sold. Thing is, me, I'd go to the meetings. And I do like 80%, 70%. And like you said, I, I think you might have said this one time before. It's like having a crack pipe. It's like having a crack. It's like having a lighter mm-hmm. and no Brillo. Like you can't smoke it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just that's how recovery is. If you don't do it 100%, it's not going to work, you know? And for some reason, Ryan's ego thought like, oh, I don't have to do all this. I could just go to the meetings. I could just hang out with my girl. I'm 60 days clean now. I, you know, I have fucking eight months, you know, nothing in my system or whatever. You know, I'm all right. And, uh... I can remember uh, just going to the meetings and not doing what I had to do. And I can remember my roommate came home. He had some Adderall. I grabbed 10. Mm-hmm. And I went on a vicious run. Real vicious run. Heroin. I've overdosed on fentanyl before. Um, and halfway. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done. I've, I've been everywhere you could think of, you know. And Knowing that if you use it again, you're going back to prison. Oh, yeah. I'm going back to prison. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So, so, so this was my last. So then I, I remember, like, I broke down and I was crying. And I told my mom, my sister, like, I love you. Um... But I'm sorry I didn't make it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. we're gonna take my life. Like before, I wanted the dope boy to rot, to kill me, or the the drugs to kill me, or I was too cowardly to kill myself. I wanted to kill myself, but this time I was really had a plan to kill myself because I was so tired, so sick and tired of this life, so sick and tired of everyone in my path getting hurt, my mm-hmm. myself. I just couldn't do it anymore, and and I cried and I said I love you, but I didn't make it. You know, like you'll be happier now. You could rest now. You don't have to worry. My mom used to like the cop think the cops would knock on the door all the time looking for me. She'd be like waiting for them to say your son's dead. My sister couldn't sleep at night crying, and my dad just just pretended like I was dead. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. couldn't deal with it no more. And um, 
my mom and my sister started crying. They're like, please, they seen like I was serious. I was broken, like real broke. I've never been this at this point in my life. And uh, they said, please, one more time. You're a fighter. Give it one more time. You know, please, one more time. And I was like, fuck, one mm -hmm. more time. I was like, all right, you know. I was like, you know what? I'm going to show everyone that I'm going to do this program 100% and show everyone that this program does not work. And in the back of my mind, I'm saying, I'm, this is my last chance. I can remember in the back of my mind saying, people, give, give yourself a year. If it doesn't work out, the drugs and shit will mm -hmm. always be there. Give it a chance, you know. And I was like, this is it, you know. So I went into Bark Detox. I had a bed. Uh, I was on every drug. Xanax, I remember I seen you in there. Xanax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the detox, yeah. Because I remember I was like, bro, weren't you just in prison? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing you came in for H&I. You'd yeah. always be in there for H&I, Brian. You'd always, you know, you're a good guy, man. I love you. You know, you always you, you always came. Mm -hmm. You're always there to give me hope and mm -hmm. love and at my worst times, you know. And, um, yeah, so I went in and, uh, I, I, you know, I tried to do everything they said. And, like, when we get clean, we're not perfect. We're not saints. Like, and mm -hmm. I can remember them saying, take the suggestions and stuff. And I can remember staying away from the girls. And, like, I remember going to IRT and this, there's this girl and she looked at me twice. She moved her hair. Mm -hmm. She looked Fell at me again. I said, we're dating. That's my girlfriend. No one look at her. That's mm -hmm. mine. You know? And, uh, you know, we're writing notes and, like, mm -hmm. blowing each. She's showing me her titties and, like, oh, that's my baby. That's my future wife. Whatever. It's a real hot girl, you know? The hottest one in there. And she, um, and I got caught up in her, you know, and not focusing on myself. And I remember, like, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. She ended up getting kicked out. I ended up going, getting out, completing, going to a halfway. And I can remember them saying, like, latch on to the winners. I can remember going to these meetings for so long. You see me in and out for so long. Like, they mm -hmm. made me go to these meetings. I would listen. And they'd say all these cliches. they say, if you stay in the middle, you can't fall off the edge. they say, latch on to the winners. they say, save your ass and not your face. Who cares what people think? Mm -hmm. You know, this is life or death. You know, and so like I started, I got a home group right away. I started latching on to the winners. I started raising my hand and being vulnerable. I thought it was weird going up to another man. I used to you say, hey, you think you can sponsor me? And mm -hmm. the, the, the person saying like, no. Mm -hmm. But like, ah, oh, man. Rejected. I got rejected. But I didn't have a problem going up to Debo in the fucking hood and say, hey, yo, let me get it. Where's it at? Or give me a front mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. But I have a problem going up to another human, another man that's trying to save my life, like that's going to save my life and, and not knowing that I also helped the sponsor, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I probably helped you at times. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a sponsor now, huh? Today. Today. And I, I love you, you know. I love you too. You know, and, mm -hmm. and so, like, that's what we do. We love and we help each other. That's what this program's about, you know. Like, you pulling me out of the fire, and now I can pull other people out of the fire. You know what I'm saying? You've pulled thousands of people out of the fire, you know, and and now I'm trying to pull people out of the fire. I got spot my sponsor. You just called me now. You that's know, cool. I just checked my phone. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. Like, I'm able to, like, and so when I got out of, when I got out of, um, I started doing everything they say. I got a home group. I got a service commitment. Everything to a T. Let's mm -hmm. see if this shit really works, you know. And uh, I was in halfway, and, and the beginning sucks, you know. I don't have a car. I'm taking a bus to to, to a fucking job mm -hmm. and the phone room, and I'm going to my meetings, but I'm doing everything. I'm sticking to the winners. I'm calling the winners. I got a sponsor. And I can remember in the beginning, I got a sponsor, and it wasn't you. You weren't my sponsor. And, like, the very first, very beginning, yeah. you were too tough. Yeah. Brian, uh, Brian, oh, Brian. My, I'm like, Brian, I told my sister, should I have Brian sponsor me? Should I have Brian sponsor uh -huh. me? She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, he's so tough. You tell me I can't. Mm -hmm buy shoes i can't get tattoos no i can't girls, talk to girls no i'm like yeah. so what the fuck what's the point of getting clean mm -hmm. you know yeah i told you that for years yeah you'd be like yo man sponsor me i'd be like bro no tattoos no shopping no selfies on the gram <laughs> and then you'd be like oh man for real yeah. you'd be like you buy shoes yeah 
I was like, come on, man, that shit's weak. What is recovery even about? You know? And you'd be like, for how long? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, you know, uh, for real, Brian. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'll sponsor you. No tattoos, no shoes, no girls. And you just be like, oh, no, nah, I'm, you know, I'll hit you up later. And you'll never hit me up. And like a year later, you do the same thing. You're testing my willingness. Thing forever. Yeah, you're testing my willingness. Yeah. So, and then this time, you were like, yo, I remember you had like six months, nine yeah, months. Yeah, so, so my sponsor fired so my sponsor fired me for mm -hmm. once because he couldn't like, you know, and I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? I'm doing everything right. You see? It doesn't mm -hmm. work. For once, usually like I stopped calling my sponsor, you know, mm -hmm. and like he, he, you know, he, he said I can't sponsor you no more. And I was like, how dare you, you know? So then what I had like six months and I came up to you and what did I say? You're like, yo, I'll do anything. anything. I said, bro, no shoes. No girls, no tattoos. You're like, bro, I'll do whatever. Yeah. And then a week later, I was like, yo, you could buy shoes and get tattoos and talk to girls. And you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't you're, believe you're it. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, bro, I'm just gonna see how long you could do it for if you. And you were like, I just never knew. And I'll just say, just, just a little test. Your willingness, yeah, what, that was a good what, one. What you want to do? Yeah. It's crazy, bro. For years, you were just like, I don't know, I can't. It's too tough. A week went by, and I was like, oh, you could yeah. And you told me I could do. It. I was like, that's crazy, man. He just tricked me. So I, I remember, yeah, and then I got the six months. I couldn't mm -hmm. believe it, you know. I was like, wow. And then, like, the nine months, I was like, I was in a relationship again with another girl. And I can remember, like, they're saying in a point, there's going to be a point in recovery was just you and God, you know. Mm. And and I can remember them saying that. And I, I can remember, so I was in prison and I was mad at God. I always had a good relationship with God. Then I was mad at God. Then, like, I started working on that relationship again, you know, while I was, in, while I was getting clean. And I can remember the girl, like, something happened and we broke up and I was devastated and I wanted to get high so bad. You know, like, when you want to get high so bad before in the past, like, when I have that thought, nothing's stopping me. You know what I mean? Like, that obsession and just, like, I'm going. But I can remember them saying, try and reach out to people. And I'm reaching out. And I can remember them saying, like, there's going to be a point where it's just you and God. Mm -hmm. So, like, I started crying and I was praying and praying and praying and praying. And um, I can remember waking up. And, and that's why they say, like, I can remember waking up and not wanting to get high. I'm like, Wow. I didn't have to act out on that impulse, you know, or that that thought, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they say it's just a thought, you know, you don't have to make an action or whatever, you know, and I can remember that, like now realizing why they say it's just one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one mm -hmm. day at a time sometimes, you know, and you got to get through it. And uh, I can remember getting my year, my mom, my sister, my medallion, and it's just like they were crying and like I couldn't even believe it. I thought it was so foreign. I thought yeah. people were lying. There's no way someone could get a year. There's no way. It's like impossible. They weren't a drug addict or they weren't clean or they weren't as bad as me or whatever. And I always look at the differences and not the similarities, which mm -hmm. is bad, you know? And um, so I got that year and like I was terrified to like speak in front of everyone. I used to like think everyone's judging me, how I'm mm -hmm. speaking, talking, whatever. And, um, you know, I did that and I just started to continue to do everything they say. Even since I, 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 he had a year and a half clean, I remember getting an H and I commi a service commitment. Bringing I bring a meeting into a mm -hmm. I've been bringing a meeting into a detox or or a treatment facility for the last three years. Yeah, for the last three years straight. Mm -hmm. I'm talking every other week for the last three years yeah, straight. I something like, dude, I I did IRT bridges for. 13 years wow non-stop wow. never never not had a commitment wow and it's like dude now is the first time i've not had a commitment because i travel so much because yeah. i've been back and forth from california and i was at a meeting the other night in uh, new york and this guy was talking about h and i and like dude i got like emotional i was like damn it's crazy like just thinking about like how much it affects you you oh, know point. because like i haven't done any years yeah and i'm just like damn bro like i need to start doing yeah i need to try to get involved somehow because I don't want to take a commitment if I'm not going to be able to do it every week. And right. it's like sometimes I just don't know where I'm going to be. Right. But it's like, man, those 13, 
Like it keeps you clean. Kept oh me my clean. god! That, yeah, yeah, that that that. So the eight sometimes you feel you ain't helping nobody except for yourself. Seven myself. Like sometimes no, but like I go in there, Brian, and I'm like my story. It mm-hmm. really touches people. People yeah. come up to me every single time. They want to. They want me to sponsor yeah. them or whatever. Or I'll bring a speaker in. If they tell you that all the time, I'll be like, bro, you're gonna be like, all the kids are gonna love you. They tell me I'm the greatest speaker yeah. I've ever heard. They're like, this yeah. is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. They're like you're yeah. the greatest speaker that's ever came in I've ever heard. And they tell it to me all the time, and I'm like, wow, you know, I guess I have like a big testimony or story to tell, you know? Yeah, well, it's like a lot of times the people that are doing H and I are not young or like uh, relatable, or they might not have like the enthusiasm, or it's not like authentic, yeah. and just not like reaching people in that way. As much as, you know, like, think about it. Like, when you got clean, I'm sure, like, a lot of people that you would see, like, you know, you would respect their story, but it wouldn't, like, really hit them the way that it does when you tell your story, you know? And it's like, I used to tell you, I was like, bro, you go make someone's day right now. You go pick up a newcomer, yeah. take him in a ride for your car, yeah. take him to go eat. Like, bro, you change the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, like you did for me. Yeah. Like, I remember you had me since I was six months. Like, I was like a fucking toddler. You yeah. got me when I was a toddler. Yeah. You know, you're feeding me with a fucking milk. That was uh-huh. my recovery with a yeah. bottle. Hey, Ryan, come get this bottle of milk. Yeah. Now, like, I'm a juvenile. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got the gallon of milk and I spill it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'll try and feed it to people, you know? Now, like, I'm still trying to figure that out, you know? I'm trying to feed the milk to other people now, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you fed it to me. Yeah, bro. Um, I remember this guy. This dude's real spiritual. He's like super, super Christian, but he's, um, He's not like uh, persuasive or like too crazy with it. And I remember I was talking to him and he was like, baby food. You got to just give it to people with baby food, you know, because they can't take the whole bit yet. So it's like you got to really give them little pieces of it that they can understand. And um, and he was just explaining to me like, like, that's how you reach people. You know, it's like just l- little bits that they get. Brian, do you remember when you when you picked me up and, and I took you in your McLaren? Mm-hmm. Can no. you talk about this? Yeah, okay. Oh. Yeah, so you remember your McLaren? We did my four step. I did my four step in my McLaren. Yeah, and your McLaren under the bridge. Under the bridge, and yeah. I told you like bad shit I yeah. did, and you're like, "Well, I did this or that," and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, it's not that bad what I did, Brian." He's like, "Yeah, no. remember that?" Yeah, I remember you were like, "Oh man, I used to think you were like, yeah. oh, sh- well, yeah. what'd you say? You were just like, yo, I thought you were just like clean cut and whatever, and you're like, yo, you, you're crazier than yeah, me. Yeah, you remember what you told me what you were doing? Yeah, yeah, and so like it was crazy, and then like, uh, yeah, because people see me and they see like a polished version, right? But bro, I'm off the fucking chain. You're a real addict. Yeah, I'm off Dude, the chain. Dude, like people say, yeah, you got clean at 17. I tell people all the time, yeah. I said, my sponsor got clean at 17. But when I tell you, I talk to him all the time. And he is fucking an addict just as much as me or more mm-hmm. because I talk to him. I know we, we think the same. Yeah. So I was like, it doesn't matter if you got clean at 17. This motherfucker is a full-blown yeah. addict. A lot of times when I tell people I got clean at 17, that, uh, their reaction is like, oh, well, he you probably didn't go, use You didn't go that hard. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, you're a real addict, yeah, dude. You just like, crazy. you had to stop it quick because you yeah. are definitely an addict. It is definitely like a polished version. And like um even when I talk to people, they're just like, I just don't see you that way. And it's like, man, it makes me so happy because there was a time where no one saw me the other way. It's like they own people only saw me as a drug addict. You know? And uh man, the other day someone sent me a TikTok of this kid I used to use with and like bro SWAT broke into his house. He's all geeked out. And it's like, bro, me and this kid lived like one neighborhood away from each other, used all the time together. And it's just like like I said, like when I tell people my story, like they think I grew up in like fucking Bad. a horrible neighborhood. They yeah. think like I just fucking was raised by wolves, like didn't yeah. have parents or uh, foster care or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, bro, I come from a good family, but like 90% of my friends are either on opiates or crack, um, on Suboxone or dead. Right. And maybe 
five percent of us are clean now yeah you know and it's like in broward county bro it's like that was kind of that's how it was bro especially oh, yeah. when the pain clinic clinics were popping it was just like everybody you knew was addicted to opiates yeah and then all the opiates people got addicted to uh the lotteds and then they got addicted to heroin and it's like bro you have a whole generation of kids on on heroin yeah now fentanyl yeah yeah it's crazy man how you uh you stopped it at a perfect time, you know, but like, I just knew I was going to die. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to die at 17, bro. I've been smoking crack already for three years. I was addicted to opiates for three years. And like, I knew given the opportunity, I would, there was nothing I wouldn't do. Yeah. You know? And I wanted to die. I didn't want to live. And I didn't even think that being clean was possible. So like, and I wasn't like having fun. People think like, oh, well, you know, we were still having fun. Like I wasn't having fun for a long time. Right. You know, like being dope sick four days out the week is the worst type of way to live. Like, I wasn't even getting high. Yeah, you're like you a know? terrible childhood. Yeah. Like fucking 14. Yeah, yeah so it's, I'd never had a child. No, you didn't. You, know? you didn't. you didn't. You didn't. So it's like um, when I got clean, it was just like kind of how like how you got to that point, too, where you're like, dude, what's the worst that could happen? Because it can't get worse. So it's like if I just got clean and and really tried, like. Yeah, life's good, man. Life, oh, yeah. It's, like, awesome. it's crazy that I used to think, like, should I use or not? Yeah. Like, I, that was once, like, a, the hardest choice, choice yeah. every hour. Yeah. Should I get high? Yeah. Now it's like, bro, getting high to me is like. It's the stupidest thing you could ever do. It was crazy, bro. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you, would you drink gasoline right now? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, it's like, like what are you talking thing. about? Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. I would <laughs> never. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm dating this girl, and she was just like. I wish you would do like um, I wish you do mushrooms with me, and I was like, never, never. never. Don't even. Yeah. I don't even. I've, yeah. I've been tasered on acid. <laughs> I've done so much mushrooms, yeah. and I did acid for a month straight. Yeah. I've tripped enough. I'm not looking for a spiritual awakening. Like yeah. I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not interested <laughs> yeah. in doing mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you tell it to people like that, and they kind of still don't get it. Yeah. And I remember she brought it up again. Like I, you know, I wish one day we could do mushrooms. I think it'd be so fun. Yeah. I remember I looked her dead in her eyes, and I said. Drano and gasoline. Yeah, I rather drink Drano and gasoline <laughs> yeah. than to ever do mushrooms or yeah. try and experiment with mushrooms. I'm not doing ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not fucking doing any psychedelic yeah. Yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, bro, my clean time means so much. To oh, me. so much. Yeah, and it's like even yeah. even it's just like, bro, I'm so grateful to be clean. To to just uh, throw it away would be just slapping God in the face. Yeah, it was so stupid. Yeah, yeah, lose everything. Yeah, it's and like I don't judge her. Yeah, it's like, bro, no, I'm people, a fucking crackhead. You can't do it. Yeah. yeah, we just can't. No matter what, I, my homeboy, good friend of mine, gets fucked up all the time, and like I watch it and I talk to him on the phone like all the time, and mm -hmm. like he's depressed or he goes, I hear him when he's coked up. I said, "What are you doing, bumpies? You doing bumpies? Mm -hmm. You know?" He's all whacked out and shit, talking real fast, and mm -hmm. and then he's like, he's having a good time. I'll go out with him and I see him having a good time and shit, having fun with people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, damn, that seems fun. You know what I mean? It does actually. If I can still go out and have fun though, but like I see how turned up he gets. But mm -hmm. then like, the next day, he gambled his money. He bought the hookers mm -hmm. and he's or whatever. He's just suppressed in mm -hmm. bed for two three days and like he's depressed, crying to me. You know, and, and it's like a vicious cycle. I watch it like every yeah. couple of days. You know, sometimes people's biggest curse is that they're not that bad. Correct. I am so bad. Correct. That I was like, bro, I'll do anything. Co correct. He could handle it. He has no consequences. Yeah. I have but, homeboys. But I have no consequences. When you kind of use. Yeah. 
and it kind of gets in the way, and mm-hmm. then you can reel it in for a week, or you reel yeah, it in they for reel it three in. days, yes, yes, whatever. They're able to that do is it. the worst diagnosis yes, you can Yes, correct. Have. They're like a binger. I call him a binge yeah, alcoholic. Binge, You're a binge. He could drink three bottles of Johnny, like yeah. to the face for like three days, and, 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 they and have drugs. The, the delusion. And then and then he's good for a couple of days, and you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like he, he has no consequences. You know, his own place, money, mm-hmm. whatever. And this is my other friend too, but yeah. So it's like in recovery, like I had a tattoo shop. Remember. And like my partner, I love him. He's mm-hmm. a good, good dude, you know. But like he, his drug addiction got in the way. Mm-hmm. And like I had to, I, I had to in recovery. If anything gets in the way of my recovery, like you gotta go. Even mm-hmm. if it's money, I was making good money. That was my baby. That tattoo shop built it from the bottom. You remember? Yeah. And I had to step away because yeah, yeah I talked to you about it all the time. You mm-hmm. know, I had to step away because my recovery was fucking with my sanity yeah. and my recovery. And I and I had to, I had to step away from yeah. from money. A lot of people don't suck. Like a lot of part about being successful is saying no to some money. It's like, bro, not all money is good money. And right. it's like, sometimes, bro, like, you just got to know what not to do. Right. And set boundaries with people. You know, of like, course. Blocker died. My, my mm-hmm. homeboys that died, and I love yeah. them, and I miss them. Rest in peace, Blocker. Rest in yeah. peace, Bonnie. Rest in peace, Ron. Like, they died, and, like, I had to, like, set mm-hmm. boundaries with them. I, I love them from a distance. I'll talk to them on the phone, but I'm not going to go hang out with you or help you find some mm-hmm. oxen or deal with your crazy shit. Blocker would overdose. I'd pick them up from yeah. the hospital i bring them I home know. i try and talk to them and just they wouldn't get it you know mm-hmm. i try and do my best and it, it's sad like i've had 30 friends i have a list of like maybe like 25 friends that have died over the last 11 years that i've known you know mm-hmm. what i mean because of this addiction like good people young people you mm-hmm. know they just they didn't want to take it serious they didn't want to do the program 100 mm-hmm. they didn't they thought it was they were too cool their ego got in the way yeah. or whatever it was you know money probably prestige yeah and and, and so my recovery got my life got better. I finally, like, I got a car. I got this. I I was a business owner. I started working with Bang, with my uncle again. I started, you know, uh, life started getting, my family started trusting me again. My mom could sleep at night. My my, Mm -hmm. my dad started coming around. My my sister, I didn't even know my sister. She's eight years younger than me. You know what I mean? Like, I got, I started getting Mm -hmm. high when I was like 15, you know? She's fucking eight years old, seven years old. So I didn't know her. You know what I mean? And now, like, I'm able to, like, know who my little sister is and have a yeah. relationship with my sister. I didn't even mm-hmm. know who my sister was. At 31 years old, I could have that relationship mm-hmm. again. And then my other sister, she's done a lot for me. Allie, she's mm-hmm. tried so, so much. And now, like, she could be happy and sleep at night and mm-hmm. rest. And my mom, my dad, like, now I can help people. I help my friends. I, I bring people out, out the fire. Like, you've helped me. I put you through hell. I'm probably the craziest <laughs> sponsee at, at, at certain times. For sure. 1,000%. Craziest sponsee. Probably. Probably the craziest that does the work. Because I've had crazy ones, but they don't do no work. Yeah, know? yeah. But it's like, you know, you, you'll act out and, and get off the chain. And then, you know, you'll still do your step work. Still call me. Still call you. Still reel it in. Yeah. And, like, and I'm terrified of stopping. Like, I do my H&I. I got my home group. Mm-hmm. I got my sponsor. I do my steps. I've been mm-hmm. slacking on that. I'm still, you know, a past. Mm-hmm. had a little tough year. But, like, I'm, I'm reeling it in now, you know. But, like, I, I do everything they say to do because I'm terrified to stop. Mm-hmm. Like you said, your H and I, you should, you know, like you know, like you got to get back on it. Like the, the things that kept you clean, I'm not, I'm not gonna stray away from that. I'm terrified to to, to do that, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but my life keeps getting better. Remember, we went on a car rally. You took me on a car rally. We we're fucking. Oh, that the, was crazy. Dude, we're in a, for fucking. I'm in your Ferrari. You took me on a jet blue mint. I don't even know how to fly yeah, a plane. I don't even forgot left the about county. That. You know, I'm like that was I'm, crazy. They're treating us like me, like a normal citizen. Can you tell people that I know how to drive? Dude, you are the sickest fucking car driver I've ever met. That was crazy. Dude, you are off. I, I, I swear, I, I prayed. I remember. Remember I t- we prayed? I, I prayed. You, you prayed. I, I prayed. Dude, I knew I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. Wait, wait, hang I said, on. please, Lord, I believe in Jesus. I know I'm going to go to heaven. Like, I please, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. So when I die, just take me to heaven. 
dude, you were off the chain in that yeah, fucking no. F8 Tribito. So I remember, I remember before the trip, I told you, I was like, yo, Ryan, it's going to be crazy. And you're like, I don't give a fuck, dog. Da, 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 da. I'm like, bro, it's going to be hardcore driving. I'm not going to go slow for you if you get scared. You're like, I ain't going to get scared. Da, 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 da. You're like, as hard as you want to go, I'll go, whatever. And bro, I remember we were trying to, we were trying to catch that McLaren. Dude, you so were, we're trying to catch him. I said, give it up, Brian. Bro, You're so, not going to catch it. So I was in the F8. I had my F8 tuned on wheels. And I remember it was a 765. So the 720 had just had came out. But the 765 was like the new, the LT is so sick. It's so fast. And, bro, this guy could drive. This other guy, I think his name was Kevin, bro. He could drive too. And I was just trying to catch him. And I remember you're looking at me you're like, yo, you're not catching him. Give it up. Bro, and, like, people don't understand when you do, like, supercar rallies. You're not on a track. We're talking about real streets, cliffs. Yeah, cliffs, cliffs dirt. Yeah, you talking about a cliff, dude. We're yeah. going hundred miles an hour around corners on a cliff with no guardrail, no guardrail, no guardrail. oncoming traffic, to oncoming traffic, just in and out, one, 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 just chasing fucking a Porsche and a fucking McLaren. Bro, I remember there was times where my my body would go white. So I'd be dude, driving. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, bro. I'd be driving yeah. and I couldn't hear the music or you. Like your body is so in the zone because you know like any false any movie. Any false move. And it's literally like like honestly, I haven't done a couple rallies, but like the last couple times I went on a rally, I honestly was like, Man, I could die from this shit. Yeah, bro. Dude, I say to my prayer, you're the craziest, you're the you're a really good driver, but yeah. like crazy, like to the limit. Mm -hmm. Like you push it like Dude, yeah, out, of, out of 100 cars, every time I do a rally, I'm always like top three crazy. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, like, three. yeah, you like it. And remember one time we were taking off in front of the pack? The pack mm -hmm. of like 50, you know? We were taking off and you started mm -hmm. hitting it and oncoming in the helicopter oh, yeah, yeah. fucking caught us. They caught us in the helicopter. I and thought we were going to jail. Over. Yeah. I felt bad for you because yeah, I had a gun in the car. You had a pistol in the car and I'm a felon, you know? I'm like, oh, come on, bro. Yeah, I remember I had a pistol in the car and I think we were hitting like, like 180, cool, 190 cool, yeah, on the highway. Cool, yeah, at cool. And the helicopter clocked us and the cop came over. That was crazy. That was a rough time because I was getting a lot of tickets for a long time. Remember, I was getting yeah, crazy. No, it's like you just throw the ticket out the window. I remember we, we yeah. drove and you took the ticket and threw it out the window. I'm like, this is who's I took all a the picture. Chain. I took a picture of it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but then I remember, remember, and then remember Damon let me use his uh, yeah, Lamborghini yours. yours yeah, yeah. On my yeah. birthday, yeah, and I drove cool. it through the whole state, and I was yeah. racing other, uh, uh -huh. I was racing other Porsches and McLarens yeah. and shit, and I'm and the new Lamborghini yours. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was going like 180, and I'm videoing yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I remember I told Damon, I said, I went 190 in your yours. He goes, bro, that's the fastest a car can go. Mm -hmm. You push it to the limit, you know? He's yeah. like, that's crazy. But, yeah, that was yeah. super cool. The, the things in recovery, you know, I think recovery is, like, lame and boring. Oh, boring. Mm -hmm. You got to go these means. It's really bro, not. we've had so much fun. So much fun in recovery. I, man, I remember I used, to, I, used to, I used to be in the bushes running out, like, on flock, chasing mm -hmm. a, a, a trick and with dirt all over my face, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, like, her running from me, saying, get away from me, you know? And, like, please, you know, mm -hmm. I you $20 or whatever, you know, ch running from me. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I, I'm dating Instagram models. I'm dating bad, bad chicks, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how, like, it flips yeah. totally, like, around and, um, and like, how, how good life is and have my own car and not having to worry if I have any warrants. Uh, you know, I, I haven't been arrested in four and a half since I've been clean. Yeah. Yeah, who would have thought? That? You ever, you know, when you're using, you just feel like you just get arrested randomly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like God, oh, they got me, you know. But like, mm -hmm. I haven't been arrested. I, I, you know, I live with integrity. No one can tell me I'm a loser, scumbag, drug mm -hmm. addict. You know, I, I set boundaries. I live with integrity. I do what I gotta do. I go to meetings. I do whatever. You know what I mean? I help mm -hmm. the newcomer. I, you know, I'm not perfect. We fall short. I do act out on bad things. Mm -hmm. You know that. You know, and uh, sometimes I want to act out and cause chaos. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want to, you know. Go lay someone down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I want to, you know, really do some bad stuff. 
And like, I got to catch myself, you know, um, cause we're not perfect, but we talk about it. I'm honest with you about it. I'm mm-hmm. honest with other addicts about it. When shit goes down in recovery, you know, like, remember I had some shit, you were there for me. Yeah. Mike Yav was there for me. No. Renee came and he was there for me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We're like a family. Carl was there for me. Yeah. Drew talked to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people we have are our, our, our family that like mm-hmm. comes up and show Ravi. Ravi's yeah. there for me. You know what no. I mean? Showing up at my house when I'm down and out, ready yeah. to like like act out, you know? Mm-hmm. Not get high, but just really act out, you yeah. know? And um because getting high is not a, not an option. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather but it do it. starts with acting out. You act out enough, you damn well just get high. Right, right. But like we have each other, you know, like, you know, and it's mm-hmm. cool. That's how recovery is. We, 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 you know, I used to think it was corny and I used to like, and I've spoken now like 200 times at meetings. People ask me yeah. to speak. I'm there yeah. and yeah. I kill it. And I, I go in and I give them my all. Mm-hmm. I give them my heart, you know, because yeah. I want to help that person. Like you tell me, you say, what if Bonnie's sitting in that crowd? You know, I'm best friend that died. Like, mm-hmm. what if Bonnie's in that crowd or Blocka? What would mm-hmm. you tell them right now? You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, that hits me when you tell me that. And every time I speak, I always try and reach out and give them my all. Mm-hmm. Just give you everything I got, you know? And when I do that, people, like, it's really, it, I help you. And it feels good. For sure. It's better. It's a better feeling when I walk out of doing something like that. And I got 20. Mm-hmm. I'm in IRT, and I had, they had a standing ovation yeah. uh, not too long ago. And I had people coming up to me, and everyone, mm-hmm. like, a line, like, I'm a, like you want to get autographs. Yeah. They want my phone number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everyone coming no, up to me. That's the best feeling. The best feeling. And, and I'm like, uh, who, what's your name? How you doing, Ryan? Like, and I'm signing. I feel like I'm doing mm-hmm. like a signing. Like I'm Ryan, call yeah. me. I'm Ryan, call me. Even what I do now, like I'm doing OnlyFans and like all this stuff, and like people think like this is like so great. And like not that it's not fun, but it's like it's not fulfilling. Right. So like I know what fulfills me, and I know what's fun. Like bro, like the stuff that I do with like the girls and stuff. Like bro, that's fun. To me, it's like entertainment. But bro, when you when you especially me, because I don't look like I've been to prison and I haven't been to prison. But when I walk into a prison. And when I used to do it, when I, like, dressed all, like, super corny because I used to, like, have, like, a regular job. Uh-huh. And I remember I used to go in there. I was probably, like, 19 years old. Uh-huh. And, bro, the whole prison would just be grilling me. Like, uh-huh. oh, this young jit, whatever, you know. And, bro, when you go in there and you rip it and everyone's standing and laughing, laughing and yeah. clapping and uh-huh. getting your number. Uh-huh. Bro, when you walk out of there, you feel like you made such a difference, bro. Better than getting high. Better than getting high. Better than getting high. Better than all the cars, Better the girls, than everything. Yep. all that shit. Better than busting a nut. Uh, amen. <laughs> and I remember, bro, I, uh, the reason why I got emotional at this H&I meeting was because uh, at this meeting with the guy I was talking about H&I. So he was talking about how important it is to like go and like do service and stuff. And, bro, when I used to do the, the Bridges work release camp, I remember the chaplain was like, hey, I want to talk to you when you're done. And I was like, okay. And he pulled me aside, and the chaplain was like, yo, bro, what are you doing in there? Bro, I just bring in speakers and tell my story or whatever. And he was like, you know, we have, like, three other classes that we had to cancel. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we had anger management. We had, like, parenting, and we had these other things. Like, we had to cancel it because no one goes to them no more. And he was like, we had to move your room three times because there's a standing room only. And he was like, he's like, what are you doing in there? I was like, bro, we're just bringing in speakers, like, whatever. And he was just like, he's like, what, whatever you're doing, he's like, it's making a big difference because I see how excited they are to go. Oh, wow. That's cool. And I remember I was thinking like, damn, it almost made me cry just uh, thinking about that. That's Because cool. it's like, a lot of times in life when you do things, you feel like you, like, you know, you give a homeless guy money, you feel like you don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You donate to some charity, you feel like you don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like helping people. Sometimes you feel like you ain't making a difference. 
But when you go to H&I and you speak and you have people looking at you. Crying. Like, crying. Yeah. Like, yo, bro, like you, yeah. I was about to leave today. Yes, and yes. You, you made you me want to stay. You made me want to stay. Yes, yeah, yes, bro. When yes. someone was like, yo, bro, yes. I used to, I used to tell myself, I'll never go to this shit. Yeah. And when I leave, I'm going to go, yeah. you know, and like someone, and then you see them out. Yeah. Bro, I've been. They're doing Pub good. I've been at Publix with my mom, yeah. and he'd be like a tatted up gang member. He'll, yeah. I'll be like 19, yeah. and he'd be like, "Yo, bro, you came in and ripped it at Conti yeah. or whatever." Yeah. 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 And they'd be like, "Yo, bro, you like keep doing what you're doing." And even till today, like people still hit me up, like, "Yo, you spoke at my prison." Yeah, you changed me. Yeah, bro, yeah. I've probably spoken at 500 prisons. Wow, so yeah. cool, it's such crazy. a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People saying like, "Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was gonna leave today, but I didn't because of you." Yeah. Or you saved my life, mm -hmm. or whatever, crying, or you touched me, mm -hmm. or whatever. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's the best feeling in the world. You know? Of course. Yeah. So like um, yeah man, recovery recovery is a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, I got my family back. I, I you know build a relationship with God and like life just keeps getting better. You know I'm have mm -hmm. another tattoo shop now. You know Heartbreakers tattoo shop. Shout out Davy. It's in Davy. Davy Florida. Yeah. Heartbreakers tattoo shop. Come get a tattoo. Davy Florida. I appreciate you bro. Thank you for coming on the podcast for the second time. I love you very much. I love you too. Thanks. Appreciate you bro. <laughs>